a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is then a sanctification is a daily drowning of the flesh and, the, and a daily rising again of the new man to life. And that is what we call repentance. The law comes to us and shows us our sin, and then the gospel comes and, and forgives our sin, and, and by that the new man rises daily to life. The point is the forgiveness of sins. I mean, I, I wonder if the gospel was preached in that gray old church. I wonder if the sacraments were rightly administered. Because if it was, that's the point. I wonder if those gray old people needed the forgiveness of sins. Fall, it's like putting Vaseline in your eyes before reading the New Testament to be a dispensation. Because <laughs> you can't tell anyway what's up and down. So. You're just trying to get on the Facebook quote page. It's time for another edition of Table Talk Radio. Uh, Pastor, how's it going over there? Hey, fine, Evan, fine. I'm, I mentioned before we came on, I'm glad we're doing Praise Song Cruncher today because I'm a little <laughs> bit sleepy. And that always gets me fired up. Get the get the, the blood moving through the veins oh, so you can yeah, finish. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those of you who uh, aren't in the know, uh, we're recording two Table Talk Radio shows today back-to-back. Uh, I'm trying to get ahead for Christmas. So. How would anyone know that? I even I, I barely even know that. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm Top saying. Top secret table talk knowledge. It's true. So uh, we use uh, praise song cruncher to wake Pastor Wolfmuller up. In fact, I heard that Pastor's wife Carrie, when she can't get him out of bed, just starts playing praise songs and ah, okay, I'm up. I'm up. Stop. It's a bad nightmare. You, know, you just don't want those. You don't want those songs to make it into your dreams. <laughs> yeah, right. What an awful nightmare. We were singing. Uh, I made a decision for Jesus. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, you know we're mystics when we sleep, anyways. I mean, our dreams are mystic mysticism, and the, the praise song makes it even worse. Oh, know? that's the Jeez. that's the right place for praise. So, uh, keeping praise songs in the right context. Your dreams. When you're asleep. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, please keep yeah. far from them. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, we are doing praise on Cruncher. We're also um, doing some bumper sticker theology, um, and also we uh, uh, oh we have a, we're responding some emails in our next show. I'm getting our two shows confused, but um, first we have to do uh, buzzwords, and I have to say, I just feel dirty this morning because <laughs> I, I, I I had to resort to using Theopedia uh, out of out of necessity to go to buzzwords. Uh, I'm getting as lazy. Pretty soon I'll be, oh, I'll be signing up for Facebook just to get material for our show. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Theopedia is this Calvinist blog that uh, defines, um, or the Calvinist website defines all these theological terms, and they have this random article button on there. And I've been using it for years to get buzzwords. <laughs> Evans just now succumbed to the temptation. All right, uh, did it give you a good one? The the co-host you gave me, Lord, made me use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, no, not really. This, this isn't a good one. In fact, um, it's a narrative theology. Um, oh no, no, I like that. You do? Okay. Um, yeah, it yeah. says narrative theology was a late 20th century theological development, which was supported, which supported the idea that 
church's use of the Bible should focus on the narrative presentation of the faith rather than the development of systematic theology. The Christian yeah, faith yeah. is thus also mm-hmm. to be interpreted by the Christian community and not set outside scholars or explorers. Narrative theology is typically done by those known as post-liberals. Beginning as a reaction to theological liberalism, uh, it, much of it uh, is is gone now. It says it says while the movement exists still exists in the 21st century, much of its thrust was absorbed by other movements such as the so-called emerging church movement and other aspects of American evangelicalism. Yeah, this is you know so here this is um, great because you say you're, pretend you're a liberal for a minute and the Bible doesn't mean anything. And, and but you spent all this money, you know, getting your doctorate in Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're gonna go out and find a job. You're like, oh man, what? It's like, uh, what, what am I gonna do if the Bible doesn't mean anything? I just study the Bible. So now I gotta, if the Bible's not true and it doesn't mean anything, I've got to go and figure out a way to make it mean something. So now I come up with this idea of narrative theology. So the Bible doesn't have to be true, but it has a coherent worldview. It's not a meta narrative, but it's a narrative that can help define my life. So it doesn't it can mean something without being true. You know, that's been the liberal agenda for I don't know, for the last 50, 70 years. You got to you got to kind of trick the Bible into meaning something even though it's not true. And this narrative theology is one way to do it. But here's the problem, is it is it's tempting. Narrative theology is tempting for Lutherans, especially Lutherans that want to be liturgical um, and that want to have a real strong sense of church. They're, they're reacting against the individualism of, of, of a kind of American evangelicalism. And now, um, and, they, and they want to do things communally, historically. And so the narrative, this narrative theology is a, tempt, is a tempting thing because these guys are liturgical. They're interested in church history, all this sort of stuff. Mm, uh, yeah. But it, of course, misses the central point. Uh, well, maybe not the central point, but a pretty important point about the Bible, and that is namely that it's true <laughs> and that it happened. I mean, this is that the, 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 the Lord works in history. That's not some big abstraction. I'm still, I like that narrative theology. I'm still, um, I'm still pretending that I'm a liberal who just got a degree in something that does isn't true, and I think I'll yeah. just go write a book and misquote Jesus and uh, try and convince the the masses. Maybe I'll just be really sarcastic and go around debating Christians and and uh, become popular that way. Oh, that's been done already. Never mind. <laughs> Both have been done. Yeah. That's okay. all right. Well, do you have yeah. a, a theopedia the buzzword? Oh, of course, of course. Synoptic Gospels, that's my buzzword for you, synoptic Gospels. It comes from, synoptic is from two Greek words, syn, which means together, S-Y-N, like synhodos, synod, is walking together. Synoptic is to see together. So the synoptic Gospels are the the three Gospels that are very uh, similar to each other, recount a lot of similar stories, events in the life of our Lord, and they are Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptics. All right, so why doesn't John fit in there? Uh, John, well, Eusebius, you know, the early church historian Eusebius, said that John wrote his gospel as a supplement to the other three, and I, I go for this thing. So that John has already Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and he says, hey, we gotta, uh, I want to include a few other things that people ought to know about. So he writes those down, so, so that um, uh, most of the material in John is unique to John and is not repeated in the, in the synoptics. Uh, there's only just a couple of events that are repeated in all four gospels. I think there's two. The feeding of the five thousand and one other thing, that's in all uh, four gospels. Um, but anyways, that's why. Hmm. Okay, good enough. All right, well, let's go uh, to bumper sticker theology. Before we 
uh, go to the phone lines, I have uh, one that I saw just the other day, and I really <laughs> have no idea to, what to make of it, so I'm just going to throw it at you, Pastor Wolfmuller. It says this, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. What? This is like uh, the <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You know, I mean, we are in a bad thing when um, when you can question things like, uh, what's real? Do I exist? This sort of thing. You know, when you start asking questions like this and, and treating questions like that seriously, then you're in a, uh, I mean, you might as well, you know, philosophically check it in, you know, and go to Disneyland or something. <laughs> <sighs> right, but this is so. This is you know. There's this whole thing. Am I a? This is old. The old China. The the Bahudist always try to pull this trick. They say, am I a? Am I a man dreaming I'm a butterfly, or am I a butterfly dreaming I'm a man dreaming I'm a butterfly? Uh, but hey, hey, what we made the point don't we, that when we dream, we become mystics, mm-hmm. and maybe this is uh, it's maybe this is the thing. So we use a dream to explain our life. That's uh, that's a g- good example of pure mysticism right there. So I mean. W- is there any kind of uh, theological perspective you would you would put the driver of this car in here? Well, or worldview. Uh, I mean, you you have a bit of a post kind of postmodernism, but this idea of of um, the, the fundamental reality of the world is unknowable. This this has to do something with this narrative theology because that what they're rejecting is this. Uh, there, there's these all these different theories of truth. You can pull off your you know your philosophical encyclopedia and, and look at these you have the foundational theory of truth which says that there's bedrock truths and we build on that and then there's the but but the, the postmodernism rejects that and then what comes then in its place is this cohesiveness theory of truth where it's um something becomes true just because it makes sense of the things i see around me but this is even it's kind of breaking through this it's kind of a nihilistic sort of i can't i i have i have no ability to um, I have no ability to to understand or comprehend reality, uh, so it's kind of a nihilistic, um, agnostic in the sense of not even that I don't know about God, but I don't know about anything worldview. Yeah, we we've talked time and time again on this show how uh, well not only is are the bumper stickers in our cars kind of a a glimpse into one's worldview. Um, but we've talked about how it's it's especially nice because you can make some sort of a assertion and not have to defend it or to discuss it with anyone. They just have to read it and kind of wonder or get mad or whatever. This was one that I really had had wished that you know, I saw it in the parking lot as we were both walking into the store. I could say, "What do you mean by that? You know, what, mm-hmm. Where are you going? What do, what are you trying to assert with this?" Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, well, hey, let's let's hit this commercial break and then we'll uh, go to the phone lines to hear what bumper stickers you have reported uh, to Table Talk Radio. You can do so by calling 1-800-385-SOLA. Uh, just save that phone number into your phone and call it whenever. It's like the the theological bumper sticker hotline, 1-800-385-SOLA, S-O-L-A. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back to play bumper sticker theology. Should I get a set of white wall tires? Are you going to cruise the Miracle Mile? Nowadays you can't be too sentimental Your best bet's true baby blue continental Hot funk, cool punk Even if it's old junk, it's still rock and roll to me Table Talk Radio For those who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep 
Christian novelist and Lutheran seminarian T. Emmett Bramwell discussing his new book, The Gift and the Defender. The Gift and the Defender is speculative fiction. So it deals with fantasy, it has some science fiction in there, as well as real-world applications. What it is is it's a it's kind of a modern-day take on the inkling capturing of faith in fiction because we have two parallel stories in the in the book. The Gift is dealing with Adam Malloy, our primary protagonist, and he's he's the one that takes the reader from this world that we're used to and we're, we know about and kind of merges them in to the uh, more fantasy science fiction world. So he's endowed with this gift, and this is how the story develops. The Defender, on the other hand, um, deals with our other protagonist, Michaelis, and he actually is a Defender, so it's a title role. And so we have The Gift, uh, which reflects Adam's storyline, and The Defender, um, dealing with Michaelis. The Gift and the Defender is available for our listeners for 25% off until Christmas on our website, tabletalkradio.org, or at tmitbramwell.com. Again, 25% off until Christmas, and the proceeds go to support Table Talk Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, Bobby, Didn't I falsely identify that as uh, Vanilla Ice one time, yes. and it's pressure? So, Under pressure. Right, yeah. I was going to do the same thing. I was going to put you to the test, see if you can. Now, that'd be fun. Vanilla Ice or Queen. <laughs> I've always A dreamed game. of playing that game. <laughs> there would be no game. points available for that, even if you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I have awarded you 215 points. Uh, for using the theological buzzword in the first segment. Yeah, it doesn't really count in the first segment because I hadn't forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, that's the thing. I haven't forgotten about it either, so you would have gotten more points <laughs> if you would have waited. So, All right, uh, we're looking at theological bumper stickers uh, as you ported to our hotline at uh, 1-800-385-SOLA, or you can email them to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. And here is a uh, caller that we received uh, some time ago. Hi, this is Jan from Tennessee again. Um, before we start, if I get any points for this, please give them to Pastor Wolf Mueller. He needs them. Oh, thanks, um, Jan. Another bumper sticker, and this one was on um, a Catholic car. I know this because of the other bumper stickers it had on it, but it said the bumper sticker that I wanted to report said, Want revenge? Try prayer. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> Bye. All right. Want revenge? Try prayer. Uh, what do you make of it? Um, I'm writing it down here. I'm gonna, you know, because I'm working on my sermon for later, so I gotta. I was just deciding how many points I was gonna give Jan. Well, give you uh, vicariously. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, Catholic theology, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to Jan's a, merit to me. I'm going to award Jan 500 points. So now you are up to 715 Ooh. points already. I don't so, know what to do with go. all these points. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I I suppose the the person who thought of this is trying to say that uh, instead of of being hot towards a person that wronged you, um, uh, and, and seeking revenge to 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 pray about it instead. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I know how it comes off. I don't think the person who wrote this bumper sticker is trying to say you can use prayer as a as a tool for revenge, you know, get back at them by praying to God. You know, God, you know, carry out uh, 
harsh things upon this person because they wronged me. What What do you think? I don't know. Carrie, you know, uh, Carrie always does this to me. Uh, whenever uh, she gets upset with me or something like this, she <laughs> she kind of gangs up on me and she prays uh, that the Lord would straighten me out <laughs> so she doesn't have to. So the Lord hasn't answered that prayer yet, huh? <laughs> well, you should see how. But, but there, I mean, yeah, you could take this the, the, certainly the wrong way, and perhaps the, 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 this is the problem with bumper stickers is that they're so uh, bumper stickers are so aggressive, but just by the nature of a bumper sticker, they're they're activist kind of thing. It's kind of a passive aggressive, don't you? Think? Yeah. So yeah. that the, I mean, this bumper sticker is like you know you you can get back at them by by prayer, so you can leverage the Almighty to destroy your enemies or whatever. Uh, that, that's not so good, but uh, perhaps I mean, what what do we do when we've been wronged? When we've when when we're angry? When someone's sinned against us? It, we do want to pray. We and 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 speak to the Lord and say, uh, Look, Lord, I I know you know what it's like to be wronged. I've I've been wronged as well. Uh, uh, give me your Holy Spirit so that I could even love my enemies as you've commanded. This is this is not a bad thing to do. Um, I don't know if we should go around praying that the Lord would smite people for the, you know, for cutting us off and as we drive down the highway or something. That seems a little bit, uh, well, the opposite of what our Lord would uh, has taught when He says, uh, you know, love your enemy, turn the other cheek, etc. I think, by the way, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this turn the other cheek sort of thing, but. Um, I think this is important when uh, th- 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 to know that when Jesus is to, says to turn the other cheek, I- I- I'm sure uh, now more and more that he's not talking about th- uh, we, that we let ourselves be physically abused, uh, but rather that we let ourselves be shamed. I mean, he doesn't say you know, when someone punches you in the gut, let him punch you in the other gut, but when someone slaps you on the face. And, and a slap on the face is different than a punch in the nose. A slap on the face is to bring someone shame, not to bring them pain and death. Uh, so that when someone comes to shame us, you know, when someone strips off your clothes, that's a, they, they take your jacket, then you give them their cloak also. And when someone slaps you in the face, when someone insults you or reviles you, then you let it, you let it come. Uh, you don't, uh, you don't stand to um, to try to hide your own shame, etc. And and I think that this is then how we live as Christians in this world is we we're we're despised, we're um, we're shamed, we're we're sinned against, uh, and and we have to get used to this sort of thing and to not seek revenge for our own name. We we don't defend our own name. Yeah, I mean that's interesting that that passage has been used historically. Uh, I mean. The Mennonites and the many other groups that will, you know, not even fight in wars because of that passage. Um, yeah, that's right. So they make they make the uh, do not uh, turn the other cheek into a fifth commandment thing when I, when it's an eighth commandment thing. Uh, do not bear false witness. It has to do with our reputation. Oh, interesting. Okay, very good. Well, we have another bumper sticker. You want to try oh, yeah. to tackle this one? Let's do it. All right, here it is. Hey guys, it's Andrew from Southern California, and I saw a couple great bumper stickers. Uh, this morning that I thought I would report. The first one, that was actually not a bumper sticker, it was a license plate frame, but it said, Got Christ? It's hell without him. <laughs> kind of like it's milk or something. Got milk? Cereal's hell without him. Uh, I don't know, I guess the implication is that if you don't have him, you'd better go out and get him. Uh, I don't know if I was supposed to do the analysis. That's your job. Sorry. Here's another one. <laughs> Give Jesus a chance. He died for the opportunity. 
Um, anyway, that's it. You guys are doing a mediocre job. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, Table Talk Radio is my favorite radio station. Oh, man. We, we finally we moved up from terrible to mediocre. This is fantastic. Alas. But the, play, play the celebratory music. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't know that we had reached mediocrity yet. <laughs> Let let a, let a man not think too highly of himself. I say. <laughs> You're giving us big heads, calling us mediocre. Come I on. know. Dang. Someday I was hoping we'd be mediocre. Right. I didn't expect it yet. <laughs> we were working up to it. Now we have we have no goal in this show anymore. What, I know. What's what stands between terrible and mediocre? I don't know. Endurable. That's what I was working on. I thought we were just reaching the point where we were endurable. How do you say that in a better way? Uh, you, you know where you can stand it? I can make it through an hour, barely, because it's 48 <laughs> minutes and you have funny bumps. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for those commercial breaks, I'm not sure I can make it through the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But mediocrity, I mean, mediocrity is something where you could listen to the whole show. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. Yeah, that's a, that's taking on a lot. All right, we this got bumper sticker. We got two bumper to work sticker with. is not mediocre though. This is miserable. This well, makes okay. me. I'm gonna like the. I got the sick praise song cruncher feeling in my stomach <laughs> with this bumper sticker. Well, let's give talk Jesus about the a chance. He, he died for the opportunity. Is that? Oh, ha, ha, ha. This is the this is the whole Armenian sort of. Unless you do something, you're not going to be saved. Jesus makes salvation a possibility, but now you have to make it a reality. The devil cast a vote for you. God cast a vote for you. Now you got to tie the vote. Oh, this is, I mean, when Jesus says it is finished, he should have cried out on the cross. It's almost finished <laughs> because now you got to finish it. And this is miserable. It's Absolutely finished except miserable. for your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My part's done. Now it's up to you. You got to decide for me. I, I, I love made it. salvation a possibility. Now you make it a reality. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, we, on the show we played um, the clip from uh, Doctor Nessigan uh, when he was talking in the fireside chat about uh, the bondage of the will? And uh, he said, uh, God doesn't come to you uh, seeing if you'll say yes, no, or maybe. He knows his chances. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But if he leaves it up to us, there's no way we'll pick him. We're a sinner. <sighs> it's terrible. That's just terrible. Yeah. That bumper sticker is miserable. See, th this is the problem with bumper stickers, is they don't start with theology. They start with a pithy saying, or they start with a... A, a common phrase. In this chance, you know, I die for the opportunity to uh, to to quit recording Table Talk Radio. I would die for the opportunity. Um, and, and so here they, uh, they they take that 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 saying that's kind of common, and they try to think now how can we fit Jesus into this thing? And then they they do it, and they the result is always bad theology. Yeah. So, yeah it okay. If it's a bumper sticker, it's the same with preaching. Right. Right. Okay. We have one minute here, uh, or minute and a half. Um, what about got Christ? It's hell without him. I mean, that's really. I mean, hell is one of the most serious theological topics that there is. And then and to say and to kind of make it into a milk commercial is uh, that's just awkward. It's a it's a strange sort of this bumper sticker. Uh, it's not a. I mean, it, I presume it, presumably the Bible teaches that it is true that to die apart from Christ is to is to 
be eternally punished. But I, I mean, I, I just there's not a real long list of people lining up to come to church, at least that I've seen, because they saw these kind of bumper stickers. You know, really? They don't come to your yeah. church? I know it's you know I know you're shocked. At I that. think I think Hope a Lutheran, uh, Hope Lutheran and Aurora should should start this new bumper sticker campaign. Yeah, I, 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 we'll we'll do it when you come and droves. Advent, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hey, what you can do if you uh, live in a neighborhood with uh, plenty of, of, of bad theological bumper stickers, you could buy a bunch of Table Talk Radio bumper stickers and place them over the bad bumper stickers uh, in your neighborhood. And uh, people will find Theological they can... graffiti. <laughs> That's right, theological graffiti. More Table Talk Radio. We're going to begin this praise song cruncher on Table Talk Radio right oh, after this boy. commercial break. Don't go oh, away. Boy. Table Talk Radio, a radio show that gives the opportunity to cope with disappointment week after week and learn good theology at the same time. Spring Hill presents Real Men of Jesus. Real Men of Jesus. Today we salute you, Mr. Over-Emotional Worship Leader. Over-Emotional Worship Leader. Body lurching, feet tapping, head swaying, though the second song hasn't even started yet. Oh, the anticipation! Your eyes open and close repetitively, constantly losing your place in the song. You should have learned the lyrics! As soon as you hit the stage, the tears begin. You're trading your sorrows, and it looks like you've got a whole lot to offer. Yes, yes, Lord, amen! Who came here to worship? A person who has absolutely no control over his body. That's who came to worship. Ooh, epileptic seizures. So let the Holy Spirit move you in ways only a Meg Ryan film should be able to, Mr. Musical Crusader. Because without you, Christians would seem almost normal. They're over-emotional worship Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Before we get going on the Praise Song Cruncher, I want to tell you about a, uh, a book we're promoting called The Gift and the Defender. This is by T. Emmett Bramwell. Uh, Ty is a uh, seminarian here at uh, Concordia Theological Seminary, and he uh, is a, uh, a Christian novelist. He's, he's, he's working on this uh, genre of, of, of Christian fiction, and uh, we, he's, he has been so generous to uh, give the proceeds of The Gift and the Defender to Table Talk Radio. Uh, during the special promotion until Christmas. So you can actually get this book, The Gift and the Defender, for 25% off on our website at tabletalkradio.org until Christmas. Um, it's right there on the homepage. Uh, or you can uh, go to his website, too, uh, com. I, I think one of the... In fact, I, this occurred to me two or three months ago, is that what we need more Christian fiction. Uh, and this, th- then, uh, like two weeks later, uh, you told me about this book, which is, I think, fantastic project. Uh, and I hope Ty can, keeps doing this and keeps writing, and that, um, and that these books can have a, a, a mass appeal. 
uh, to, to more people because it's, you know, I oftentimes, I, I've got a whole library full of books. We played the game, What's in Your Pastor's Library? But it's almost all, um, uh, you know, reference books or uh, historical books or theology books. It's hardly, there's hardly any fiction. And, and a lot of people just like to read fiction stuff and have good, rock-solid uh, fiction that's teaching uh, law and gospel is is really going to be an important thing for the church in these in these latter days i think right to be able to give out books and stuff to people so this is a this is a good uh start to that project so we're glad to support this right so gift and the defender by team at bramwell check out our website at tabletalkradio.org for that uh the praise song cruncher uh patrick tell us about this uh what are we what are we doing at the praise song cruncher i so the we listen to a praise song and then we go berserk uh, we and we follow five criteria to help our berserkedness and that that we ask, so we asked five questions. What I, I'm just on a flat out rage against mysticism nowadays because you know so the church for so long says hey you can't be saved by works you can't be saved by works which is true you can't be saved by works that's moralism but what happened when we, we were so, we kind of were so dead set against moralism that that we just became a bunch of mystics and and we th- and we started to gauge to to use as the gauge our own feelings for truth and and it's to the point now to where people expect their own feelings to be I was to be God we have this great uh, the idol of the feel so we were talking with a, uh, a good pastor friend yesterday and we were talking about this when someone says I feel called well, well I don't care what you feel <laughs> I do not care what you feel but now because you feel called everything in the world has to now bow and worship your feeling of calledness so so here Paul writes um, I don't permit a woman to teach or preach in the church, so, so that pastors should be should be men. But a woman comes along and she says, "I feel called." And now, and now, heaven and earth, the Holy Trinity, Saint Paul, our Lord Jesus, everything in the world has to bow down to that and serve that feeling. Well, uh, I am not. Right, I, look, I, I don't <laughs> think that you should worship my feelings, and I don't think that I should worship my. I, our feelings are wrong. When the, it, how about this? The, the ninth and tenth commandment. I'm gonna flat out froth about this thing because I think <laughs> this mysticism is sending is sending people to hell. I, the ninth and tenth commandments are commandments about how we should feel. We should feel content about what the Lord has given us. We should actually feel happy. The the ninth and ten, if the, if we're comma- if our feelings are subject to the 10 commandments then they can't be God. In fact, we can critique our feelings and say, "Hey, that particular feeling is wrong." Uh and it sh- I have to repent for my feelings. It, it's not that the world and everything in it has to worship my feelings. No. Uh, my my own feelings can be wrong. We are, I don't trust in my feelings. I do not fear my feelings. I do not uh, love my feelings. This is not how we treat our feelings. And yet mysticism tells us that the only way to gauge truth is that feeling. And then the praise song comes along and says, Hey, I, I, I think that's true. So now I'm going to give you a feeling. And now how do I know if I'm close to God or far from God? Because of how I feel about it. It's ridiculous. I, and, the, and the devil comes along and the devil plays... The devil plays our feelings like Eric Clapton plays the guitar, you know? I mean, <laughs> he just does whatever he wants with it. He, it's just his playground, especially when we start treating our feelings like they're God. It's terrible, terrible. Mysticism. So, mysticism, the praise song. So, here's the, here's the thesis. Contemporary worship is mysticism. And then, just to make sure that I'm making an assertion here that's clear, mysticism is bad. 
<laughs> so that's the praise song crunch. <laughs> thank you, thank you for clarifying <laughs> that mysticism is bad. Now, uh, well, I don't want someone to say, okay, I agree that contemporary worship is mysticism. Let's do it. You know, right, no, right. No, no. Yeah. No, that that means let's not do it. Let's let's stop destroying people's faith. How about that idea? <laughs> Well, okay, so you can you can go to our website at tabletalkradio.org and click on the Articles tab and find this uh, Praise Song Cruncher article that Pastor Wolfmuller has written. And the, and the first line of this article says, Determining the truth of what someone is saying is impossible if the person isn't actually saying anything. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Good, because you wrote it. Okay, so there's five questions <laughs> on this thing. Uh, the first one is Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no. And if yes, is it name or concept? The second question is the question of clarity. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with a subject, verb, and objects, or sentence fragments? Uh, this is a 1 to 10 scale. 10, very clear, or 1, to be very obscure. Uh, third one is mysticism. This is subjectivity versus objectivity. Is the song about the things that God has done, the objective, or about my own emotions and experiences, the, the subjective. Does a song have a, a repetition to it? Does it repeat the same phrases over and over uh, in kind of a hymnatic mantra? Uh, again, 10 to 1, uh, 10 objective, 1 subjective. The fourth question is the question of law and gospel. Does a song uh, proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? Um, by the way, just to define what we're talking about, the gospel is the promise of the forgiveness of sins won for us through Christ's death on the cross. Are law and gospel rightly divided and not mixed up? Is the law presented as something that we can do, or does it show us our sins? Is the gospel conditional based upon my actions, decisions, and acceptance? So uh, here you have yes, no, or I can't tell. And the last question is, uh, is there any explicit false teaching? So those are the five questions for the Praise Song Cruncher, and you can follow along by going to the website, tabletalkradio.org, and click on the Articles tab and find that. I think it's on page two. Uh, but the first, the first praise song we have here is uh, sent to us by uh, Kim in Virginia, and uh, she has uh, sent us this song, Starry Night, by Chris August. From the birds that sing in the tall the human life of you and me, from the desert sands to the place we stand, He is God. All right. Uh, some of the other stanzas here say, uh, From the autumn leaves that will ride the breeze to the faith it takes to pray and sing. From the oh, painted that's sky line right there. to the come back to that one. To the plank filled eye. He is God of all, he is everything. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then um, oh. I guess that's the uh, the chorus again. So, um, is that it? Is there more? Mm-mm. Yeah, just down the at the very bottom. Look at this. I'm giving my life to the only one who makes the moon reflect the sun. I'm giving my life to the only sun who was and isn't yet to come. Presumably, that's Jesus. That's our mention of Jesus there. All right, so he is mentioned. Otherwise, if, if Jesus wasn't mentioned, instead of singing hallelujah, you could sing hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Allah? <laughs> yeah, I got it. All right. Oh, that um, was hilarious. So Jesus is mentioned, uh, and it's in concept. Barely. Um, yeah, he just, ba- just kind of sneaks in here at the end, because he's the one that I'm giving my life to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then brother. the next question is clarity. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments? No, this is not. This does not use sentences. I mean, well, here, this is a sentence. I'm giving my life to the only one who makes the moon reflect the sun. I don't know what the heck that has to do with anything. <laughs> what a, do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> of all the things in creation... Wow, look, the moon. It reflects the sun. <laughs> the starry night. Uh, oh, I'm giving my life to the sun is here also in the beginning. I guess you're right. Now, um, but look at this one. From birds that sing in the tallest trees to human life of you and me, from the desert sands to the place we stand, he is God of all. He is everything. That is not a complete sentence. That's a, that's a run-on fragment. <laughs> I've never heard That's of that. That's amazing. Anyway. I know. Neither have I. All right. Well, we'll try to sort out these run-on fragments during this next commercial break and continue the praise song cruncher right at this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, home of the one and only praise song cruncher. Don't go away. Table Talk Radio. The disaster continues. Christian novelist and Lutheran seminarian T. Emmett Bramwell talking about the Christian themes found in his new book, The Gift and the Defender. One of the major themes that I think is, is particularly Lutheran, um, with the two different storylines we have, we have Adam and Michaelis. We have an old Adam, which is a pretty blunt uh, reference there. But we also have Michaelis' character. Michaelis represents the new Christ. And we pit these two against each other, and we, we see two different sides of ourself. So uh, both characters actually a reflection of the Christian man. The Gift and the Defender by T. Emmett Bramwell is available for Table Talk Radio listeners for 25% off until Christmas. To order, just go to the homepage of tabletalkradio.org or visit temmettbramwell.com. The Gift and the Defender by T. Emmett Bramwell. All proceeds go to help support Table Talk Radio. Turn it up. Hey, you're still listening to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we are in the middle of uh, a praise song crunch. We're crunching the song uh, Starry Night by Chris August. And uh, so far, uh, not doing so well. We're on the clarity question. Pastor, would this song get a 10 or a 1, 10 being very clear? 
Uh, three. Uh, three. Okay, so fairly obscure. Yes. And then mysticism. Is this subjective or objective? Yeah, it's a completely subjective. It, it even uses this, I mean... Uh, it, it, now most songs, this kind of I'm, I've given my life it, are going to be like this. Uh, I've given my life, or I'm going to give my life. But this is actually you're right in the middle of giving your life. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> giving my life to the only son. It's like this song kind of interrupted me. I'm, I'm in the process of giving <laughs> my life to the son. I'm exercising my free will to make a decision for, for Jesus. Yeah, oh, brother. So, so uh, when. When people ask you, you know, when were you born again? It was why we're singing that song, Starry Night yeah, by, yeah. by Chris August. <laughs> well, I started to be born again before the song, and then I finished it's, after the song. It was about the third stanza, I think, is when it was. <laughs> now, look, it, it does this. If, if this second part's here, from the autumn leaves that ride the breeze to the faith it takes to pray and sing. Now, that's an interesting little line there. That is a line almost that is, would say... Hey, uh, the Lord gives us faith. It's a gift from His, which which is true. The faith is a gift from God. By grace you're saved through faith, and that and out of yourselves is a gift of God. And I'm not sure that's exactly what it's saying. I mean, this whole song strikes me as a guy who's really trying hard to find things that rhyme. Mm. I mean, from the painted sky to the plank-filled eye, He's God of all. What the heck? I mean, what now? What, what does the? I mean, I know the plank in the eye business, you know, is specking your neighbors, planking your own. But what does that have to do with the painted sky? Well, oh, oh, I see. Sky rhymes with eye. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's how the two are related, and that's it. Mm. Um, okay, so I, I'm guessing this isn't going to do too well on uh, on mysticism. We're no, doing so very well. Mysticism. Mystic, this is all mystic. Does that mean a three? Is that yes, a three for three for subjective? Law I mean, and not gospel. only is this mystic, it's moralistic. It's, it has this free will to make a decision for Jesus, which is false teaching. Oh, I guess that's where the law gospel comes in. Because the law says, look, I'm not, uh, I'm a sinner, and the gospel says Christ died for me, and that's nowhere in this thing. That, Jesus, that, that the Lord Jesus made the moon reflect the sun. I mean, maybe that's the law. Because the it's because the vastness of God shows our smallness, but it's not law at functioning as it's so. There's no law gospel here. No I mean, it's falsely gospel. divided when it says that I'm the one I'm the one giving my life. Sheesh! As if the Lord didn't give us our life. Lord, Lord, I'm gonna give my life to you. He's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I already gave that to you. It's like re-gifting someone. <laughs> And you accidentally re—you know this re-gift whole thing. So someone gives you a gift, and you're like, eh, "I'll just keep it wrapped and give it to someone else." And then now you imagine give it giving it back person. to the person that gave it to you. <laughs> hey, hey, wait! I gave that to you. You didn't like it, Lord. I'm giving you my life. Wait, wait! I already gave that to you. You're re-gifting me your life. <laughs> or I like it when they when they say, "I you know to give Jesus your heart," and you gotta wonder. Why? Why would Jesus want your heart? Yeah, I mean, that so. real impressive. Nice work, guy. <laughs> it's like the guy. It's like the total dolt who doesn't know. You know, he wants to get a gift for his girlfriend. This is what I did for Carrie, and I got her for our first Christmas. I got her the gift was a first aid kit. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I didn't, you know, say, honey, I don't want you to be hurt. It was a nice one, you know. Had a bunch of bandages and stuff. And she looked at it like, what the? So, so here, hey Jesus, here's my heart. Said, what? What? Nice work, guy. Good gift. Good idea. Good thinking there. Tell me your gifts have improved since then. Barely. <laughs> this year it's a, a roadside assistance kit. <laughs> Couple of flares. <laughs> I might even get her a life jacket. 
No boat to go with it, just a life jacket. <laughs> Stuff under the car seat in the van. Oh, oh well. Okay, uh, explicit false teaching we kind of already talked about. Yeah, giving my life to Jesus. Yep. All right, so this song is officially crunched. Ugh, terrible. Don't sing it. Uh, not even in your car, right? No. Okay. Well, the next one uh, was sent to us by request. Um, I'm a little interested to see if this is really a praise song or just kind of a song you hear on the radio. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if someone has sung this in their church, I'd like to hear from them uh, to send me an email, uh, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Uh, but this is uh, a pretty popular song. It's uh, Shine by Newsboys, and this is how it goes. Hey, I've heard this song. song that talks about barbecue and hamsters basically <laughs> so you like this one I, I like the, these guys are a bit um you know i i don't i can't imagine this being a praise song it's unless some sort of youth group you know and because uh, this, this is kind well, of different mostly, I, you know i actually went to a, uh, a newsboys concert when i was in high school Ooh. i was gonna say this is mostly not a praise song because most praise bands can't play it just saying. Slight, uh, these guys have a slightly, uh, a, a little bit of talent, which makes this not a praise song. <laughs> okay, but the uh, chorus, this is terrible. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the... Look in- at the, out of the shaker and into the plate, it isn't karma, it sure ain't fate that would make a deadhead sell his van, that would make a schizophrenic turn in his crayons. Oprah freaks and science seeks a rationale that shall excuse... What's the next line? The is strange it, behavior. These guys... I don't. I mean, I gotta let the trying to pause the YouTube so I can see the the strange behavior when you let it shine. You will inspire the kind of entire turnaround that would make a bouncer take ballet. (laughs) 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 I have no idea. At least they have a bit of a sense of humor about it. That's a that makes it okay in my book, you know. As long as it's funny, (laughs) doesn't matter how bad the. I thought you were against humor. I am against humor. I forgot. Okay, but the, I, I want to focus on the chorus. Shine, make them wonder what you've got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. So uh, the reason, I mean, I'm assuming this is a reference to, uh, you know, let your light shine 
um, so we're doing it so that they wish that they were not bored. So what, what's the what's man's fundamental problem? He's bored. This is this is like our our, our youth speaker crunch. The the, the worst. The worst thing at a youth conference is that someone would be bored. I know, I know, the cardinal sin. Uh, All right, our we, dear listeners know that we abandoned that idea a long time ago. Our, our goal on this radio program is to bore people to tears to realize it's not a theological you, problem. Did I tell you I was at a youth conference and I gave a, and my topic was worship should be boring? Did, you, did I tell you about that? No, but oh, that was the greatest thing. <laughs> okay, we need to do a super crunch here. Um, super fast crunch? Yeah, so uh, Jesus. Jesus. I don't think Jesus was mentioned. I don't have the news, the lyrics all in front of me here, but I don't think he was mentioned. Nope, I do, and I don't see him. Uh, okay. Clarity, is the song clear? Uh, yeah, it is kind of clear. I think this is clear. Um, well, it uses synthesis, but... Uh, it uses synthesis. I mean, if if you, I guess, I mean, I guess it's clear that they're barbecuing hamsters. I mean, as, yeah. as clear as that can <laughs> I be. I mean, anytime you say this is, that's not an abstract phrase. That is not an abstract. <laughs> okay, it's uh, the opposite of action. But I mean, this whole shine, make them wonder what you've got. Th- I guess that's a little bit vague. I mean, when it gets to the theology, it becomes vague. Um, so I don't know. Put it in the middle. Five. Let's okay. Call it a five. Mysticism. This is the, this is not a mystic song. This is a moralistic song. Um. So, so I, it's it's, I don't think least. it's it it is subjective, yeah, yeah. So let's put it uh, three. Okay, and then law gospel. Uh, this is all law, no gospel, and the law is used wrongly. Uh, it's a, it's the law to motivate, and also the law to make people that aren't Christian feel bad or jealous. Co- you should covet. You should I, maybe this is a bit mystic. You should covet my excitement. You're bored. And now you're coveting my excitement. So you're, it's your sinful nature, your covetousness, that's going to cause you to become a Christian so that you're not bored. You're excited <laughs> like me. <laughs> well, they could get well, away with this because they're Australian. You know? All right. Is there any explicit false teaching? Well, I suspect so. Yes. Okay. So uh, this song is Crunch, though I don't know it's a worship song. It was sent to us by... Uh, email at questions at tabletalkradio.org, which you can do the same with all of your favorite praise songs to be crunched as well. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Uh, give us a call and ask your questions, 1-800-385-SOLA. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the spiritual benefit of eating barbecued hamster. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.